Hey, Carl. Hey, Vinny. You ready for the recap? I am. Hey, everyone. Tucker Dixon here with your weekly recap. I am back to audio format because my Ninja video filter made me look like Michael J. Fox on the back of a pickup truck driving down a country road after having 12 Red Bulls. Anyways, let's go ahead and revisit 2020 with Biden versus Trump Part 2. And here's the deal, Jack. Both geriatric men basically had the same case against them, being huge with the ladies. They both tried to provide to the people with what they believed they needed, whether that be changes to the tax code, healthcare reform, and deciding which female members should be on their presidential staff. As of this recording, Biden again was winning, but we'll have to see how the lawsuit in Pennsylvania pans out. Right now, I regret blowing my batch during Virginia Week with George Washington, but I guess I'll pick Lyndon B. Johnson. Not for his assassination of JFK for challenging the Federal Reserve, but for normalizing whipping out a staff member during meetings, which happens to me a little more than I'd like to admit. Anyways, that's all I got for this week. Tucker, out. Attention parents, what you're about to see is not suitable for kids. Shoot, it's not even suitable for some grown-ups. You might want to walk away now if you ain't into these type of things. I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. I'm going to deliver the goods because I'm alive and I'm not backing down. Cuckoo, cuckoo. And on that note, on with the show. Vomit-inducing thing. Hola, creepos! Welcome to another edition of your favorite true crime podcast, the only show about creeps, by creeps, for creeps. I'm your host, Vinny Paulino, and joining me, fresh off of episode 300 of WATP, his other show, it's Hot Carla. What is happening, Vinny Paulino? We have some good news to share today. I did not expect this. You know what? I think we're both going to get the music for this. 500 yes. patrons! Thank you very much for the support. We actually exceeded our goal of 500 uh, Patreon supporters, which means the roast of Vinny and Carl will be scheduled to happen. Thank you, everybody, for doing that. It's quite... I'm sorry, I walked away. I'm like, it is very exciting. It uh, is. People are already saying they're going to be coming to Rochester to come see... Us get roasted. That's an honor. Yeah. Should be a lot of fun. Looking forward be. to it. We do not have the official date yet. We will have it soon, but it is looking like it's going to be towards August or September. So you're going to have plenty of time to uh, make your travel plans. Carl, we did an episode that was very polarizing last week. <laughs> we sure did, Vinny. Wow. People Creepiest were... U.S. president. People were not happy with our choices. I'm going to get my... Um... Finger ready on my hip-hop horn sound effect. Let's see how the uh, voting ended up going. Oh, listen to that. I'm 80%. USA! USA! Again, this really... <laughs> Baby, what a victory. Truly my fault. I thought Trump could beat Biden. What a <laughs> fucking idiot I am. Biden wins again. Never learned. I wow. never learned. 
But uh, I that would like... might be my the biggest landslide I've ever had. Yeah, that he has officially received the most votes of any presidential <laughs> nominated <laughs> yep. on the creep off. It's official. Wow, the most votes in history. Awesome. Okay, good job, Biden. You did it. So some people were very upset, and I would just like to make a comment. Uh, I'm not going to read the emails that I received. But I did respond to one person. I found out that the guy, like, stopped being a Super Chat contributor to Carl at WATP. He's like, I'm not listening to the 300th episode because you're on it. I'm going to read to you my response. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I said, thanks for reaching out. If you don't think that was presented, what was presented was funny, and you can't laugh at a politician, I don't know what to tell you. I really am sorry to hear I upset you so much. I hope you change your mind and realize it's all in good fun. Your pal, Vinny. That's what I said. I think you should be forced to vote for Trump in 2024 to make amends for this. Okay. Like we're going to be here in 2024. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here at this point. All right, folks. Well, we were challenged two weeks ago at a voicemail call about uh, doing going back to the wild card category, but putting the caveat on it that we would not pick a pedophile or a child murderer. Correct. Tough. Not really. Makes it a lot tougher. There's lots of it? different types of creeps, and I want to thank this person for, for getting my focus. Yes. For, for bringing me back to the essence of creepydom, and I really appreciate this. So this was a great... A great little challenge for me this week, and I'm excited to do this episode. Uh, Carl, you won, so, you know, you're going first. I Let's am, rumble! I am going first. And, Vinny, what I decided was, let me find a creep who's never murdered anyone, but who stands for something that resulted in the killing of 100 million people in the 20th century. That's right. I am going with the communist dictator to the north of us, Justin Trudeau is my creep. And we start off in 2014 with Justin Trudeau praising China. When asked what country and what form of government he admires the most, this was his answer. That he's, the, the thing I love about Justin Trudeau is he says the quiet parts out loud a lot. And it's a lot of fun. There's a level of, of uh, admiration I actually have for China um, because their you know, basic dictatorship is allowing them uh, to actually turn their economy around on a dime and say, we need to go green as fast as we need to start you know, investing in solar. I mean, there is a flexibility that I know Stephen Harper must dream about of having a dictatorship that he could do everything he wanted. Uh, he finds it interesting to have a dictatorship. He can do whatever he wants. Trump said the same fucking thing. Yeah, but Trump didn't actually do it. Justin Trudeau did. We'll get there. Let's do a little bit more background here. Let's not forget July of 2020. What are you doing to With this the pandemic show? lockdown. Did you learn nothing from last week? Let's not forget what happened with the pandemic lockdown. And Justin Trudeau decided that this would be a perfect opportunity. Do for you even want your Patreon money back? The Great Reset. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. This is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems that actually address global challenges like extreme poverty, inequality, and climate change. Yeah, what a dick. Oh, yes, the Great Reset. What does he mean by that, Vinny? Do you know what the Great Reset entails by any chance? Are you familiar with the 2030 hopefully agenda? A, hopefully a comet. Building back better means getting support to the most vulnerable while maintaining our momentum on reaching the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development 
and the SDGs. So he's talking about the World Economic Forum. And if you're not familiar with the guy, uh, Klaus Schwab, who did say that by 2030, you'll own nothing and be happy about it. This is what Justin Trudeau is talking about. No more private ownership, only the elite. This is the New World Order. It's literally out there in the open. Justin Trudeau is a proponent of the New World Order. Not the fun kind with Hulk Hogan. Not that New World Order. I was going to say, can I be Razor Ramon? (laughs) (laughs) No, I want to be Razor Ramon. He's the best. Ah. Now, also, what's really creepy about this specific communist is the communist that was his father. We agree we'd be the outsiders, though. We'd be like Colin Nash to Justin Trudeau's Hulk Hogan. Correct. Okay. Apparently, Trudeau's mother, Margaret, and his other alleged father, Pierre, former Canadian prime minister, were known to be swingers. And they allegedly had a swinging encounter with Fidel Castro back in 1971, which led to his mother having an ongoing affair with him, followed by Justin Trudeau being hatched from a lizard egg on December 25th, 1971. Is it a boy? Is it a girl? Oh, it's a communist. That's right. Now, that's my, our boy J.P. Sears that I'm pulling that from. So you're saying that Justin Trudeau's mother was impregnated by Fidel Castro after she got into an affair with him at a swingers party. And Correct. then she laid a lizard egg and Justin well, Trudeau came out. The lizard egg is the joke, but uh, the rest of that is completely true. Look it up. It's all there documented. And look at the side-by-side photos of Justin Trudeau and Fidel Castro. They're the same person. They're literally the same person. The fuck out you don't, of here. You didn't know about this? No. Dude, you got to look it up. Go- Google that shit. Google Justin Trudeau, Fidel Castro, and do an image search on that. And, I mean, if you could pop it up on the screen, that'd be great. I don't know if you could do that or not. I'm not doing your work for you. Well, listen, I don't have to, uh, I don't have to prove anything further than you looking up that photo. Uh, <laughs> Whoops. Uh, yeah, wow, look who's running Canada. Fidel Castro's son. Interesting. Hold on. Let's talk about this, Vinny. Hold on. It's okay, coming. you are going to add this? Great. For those of you watching. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of them. There are so many. Hold on. I'm still looking. They look like the same guy when you look at their at the same ages. Also, Fidel Castro was six foot three. Justin Trudeau was six two. Justin's dad, Pierre, quote unquote, was five eight. So why would Justin be six two? My dad was a five foot three Italian guy. What was that your dad? I don't know. I don't know, Vinny. Listen, I'm not here to, to talk about whose dad is whose. I gotta call my mom. <laughs> I might find out about the Castro kid. <laughs> be fucking mad. Oh, no wonder you hate freedom so oh, much. It turns out my real father is Pol Pot. <laughs> I just got a text. I believe it. <laughs> Great. Uh, the fuck. All right, so let's remember what Justin Trudeau said. About Fidel Castro after Fidel died. Fidel Castro was a larger-than-life leader who served his people for almost half a century. A legendary revolutionary and orator, Mr. Castro made significant improvements to the education and health care of his island nation. While a controversial figure, both Mr. Castro's supporters and detractors recognize his tremendous dedication and love for the human people who had a deep and lasting affection for El Comandante. So he praised Fidel Castro for all the wonderful things he did for Cuba. Let's let's dive into his actual accomplishments. I love you, Papa. <laughs> exactly, that's what that was. Fidel Castro jailed and tortured political prisoners at a higher rate than Stalin during the Great Terror. He murdered more Cubans in his first three years in power than Hitler murdered Germans during his first six. 
Fidel Castro converted a highly civilized nation with a higher standard of living than much of Europe and swamped with immigrants into a slum sewer ravaged by tropical diseases and with the highest suicide rate in the Western Hemisphere. Over 20 times as many people have died trying to escape Castro's Cuba as died trying to escape East Germany. And that's just because they're not strong swimmers. It's kind of interesting that you would praise someone. That wall someone. would still be up if there were sharks around it. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's true. It's interesting that you would praise someone who runs an island nation where boats are illegal. You know, it's like the one cool thing about being an island nation. Like, there's water everywhere. Oh, yeah, but you what can't, is this proof? Does this make it. Michael Moore his other son? Well, it's interesting that you let's fast forward to today, this year, 2022. And what is our buddy Justin Trudeau up to? This guy, let's recap this. He praised China. He loves dictatorships. He wanted to use the pandemic as an excuse for the Great Reset and the 2030 agenda. He praised Fidel Castro. And then as soon as a couple of truck drivers get uppity, he finds that as an excuse for the Emergencies Act. After discussing with cabinet and caucus, after consultation, with premiers from all provinces and territories, after speaking with opposition leaders, the federal government has invoked the Emergencies Act to supplement provincial and territorial capacity to address the blockades and occupations. Are you familiar with the Emergencies Act in Canada, Vinny? I bet you never heard of it before. The uh, Canadian this year. Emergencies Act? Are they low on syrup? Yeah, this has never been used before in the history of Canada. They've never had an emergency that they needed the dictator to then take control of the nation and do whatever the fuck he wanted to, because that's exactly what Justin Trudeau did. And let's talk about what he was able to do with these new powers. In addition, financial institutions will be authorized or directed to render essential services to help address the situation, including by regulating and prohibiting the use of property to fund or support illegal blockades. Oh, okay, cool. So, so he now, just took all these guys' trucks? Yeah, well, he's also telling uh, financial institutions that they can freeze people's bank accounts. There was a mother who donated $50 to the convoy, and her bank account is frozen, and she cannot touch her money now. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And the government Well, maybe she should have thought about that. Oh, yeah, for sure. She should have been- she supported She should have been a, a good little communist citizen- who just did whatever the government told her to do. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And also, she should obey the chief of police in Ottawa. This is a guy, Steve Bell, who announces because of this uh, Emergencies Act what they're up to. If you are involved in this protest, we will actively look to identify you and follow up with financial sanctions and criminal charges. Absolutely. We, we, this investigation will go on for months to come. Oh, great. Let's just crack down on these people for months All right. to come. Canada did go... It fucking went crazy. Canada okay. went fucking nuts, man. All right. That's and you know, how, you know what excuse they use? You know what excuse Justin Trudeau used in order to do all this crazy shit? He said they were Nazis. These truck drivers who have bouncy houses, who are singing the national anthem. I got to be honest with you. I've heard that excuse a lot lately, and it really didn't fly. <laughs> no. Now, if there is a Nazi flag within a protest, could it maybe have been planted by someone or maybe that one person isn't necessarily the majority and no one else really agrees with that person well trudeau said that anyone who opposes him and he said this in the parliament anyone who opposes him is sticking up for nazis and there was a woman who took offense to that 
Conservative Party members can stand with people who wave swastikas. And this is how Melissa Lansman responded. Mr. Speaker, I am a strong Jewish woman and a member of this house and a descendant of Holocaust survivors, and I have never made to, I've, it's never been singled out, and I have never been made to feel less, except for today when the Prime Minister accused me of standing with swastikas. I think he owes me an apology. I'd like an apology, and I think he owes an apology to all members of this house. But Trudeau then responded by running out of parliament rather than responding. Checks out. Yep, sounds about right. Now, what else do communist leaders like to do? Well, they like to pluck the leaders of the uprisings and uh, detain them. Trudeau had the leader of the Canadian trucking convoy, Tamara Lynch, arrested and held without bail. On what grounds? Peacefully standing for freedom. Rebel rousing, eh? Freedom is very much a violation of Trudeau's policies. Yeah, it's interesting that Trudeau can get away with this shit when he says that the reason why he had to invoke the Emergencies Act was for the safety of Canadians. Let's listen to him say it. The Emergencies Act will be used to strengthen and support law enforcement agencies at all levels across the country. This is about keeping Canadians safe, oh. protecting people's jobs, and restoring confidence in our institutions. Oh, he wants to keep Canadians safe and restore confidence in institutions. Well, let's see how that plays out. I sent you a video. This is a woman who is in Ottawa, who's peacefully protesting. You can hear exactly why she's there. She explains it right before she is trampled by uh, police horses. This is what we're doing it for. Amen. Amen. Happiness. Peace. Here comes the horses. And the woman is that old woman who said, we are here for peace and happiness and love trampled by a police horse. Good job, Trudeau. Way to, way to worry about the safety of Canadians. This is not a joke. So for that reason, I bring you my biggest creep who has yet to murder anyone, but is definitely trying to bring in a regime that will. That is our friend Justin Trudeau, the dictator to the north of us. I sure hope they find out he touched kids so we could disqualify him. <laughs> That's the only way I can lose this. Oh, no. It's really insane what's going on. And what are we talking about? A little fucking thing in Ukraine? I oh, don't know what's shut going on the over fuck there. Up. Okay. Uh, yeah, all right. What do you ladies got, buddy? and gentlemen, my creep today, his name is Sean Chu Jun Yang. He has not murdered anyone, he is not a pedophile. In spite of the fact that his 13 victims were all male children between the ages of 12 and 14. Oh, geez. Okay. Uh, he was a freshman chemical engineering polytechnic student in 2012 in Singapore. Okay. Uh, when he found himself asking a really tough question, Carl. You're a young man at a crossroads in life. Sure. And it's the same question I'm going to ask you. And it's the same question I'm going to ask all of you listening at home. What do you do? <laughs> what do you like on your pizza? 
<laughs> what do you What's your do? Pizza toppings. If you have a unique sexual fetish, okay, and you are just not pleased with the selection that you have to choose from on the internet, you have to create your own. I would imagine. I think you have to. That's right, baby. You got to make your own kind of music. Yep. You got to sing your own special song. And my creep did just that. He created two Facebook accounts, Carl, that he used for three years to pose as a secondary schoolboy's ex-schoolmates or family members or friends. So he went online and catfished a bunch of young prepubescent boys. Okay. Pretending to be, I used to go to your school, or I'm a kid who's in class with you. He would just lie to these kids. Is that because they all look alike over there? He was able to do that? I don't know how he was able to pull this off, honestly. But uh, he did this in order to dupe them into helping him out with an experiment. Uh-huh. You're treading very closely to uh, forbidden territory. Carl, right I now. am walking the line. You are but walking the line. this guy did not fuck a kid. This guy did not okay. fuck any kids. All right. I would not bring him if he did. Okay. I admit, it's a fine lie. We were trying to stay away from pedophiles is what we were trying to do. But well, right, this guy going. isn't a pedophile. Okay. He's a fetishist. A fetishist. Okay, yeah, he's a sure. fetishist. Sure, yeah. He's a, he's a minor attracted person, right? Yeah, yeah. No, he's not attracted to the kids. No? It's not the kids that get him. Oh, okay. It's right, what I'm they, intrigued. It's what they make. Uh, he convinced that their assistants would get them extra school credit. Well, he would give the boys these special pills, and they were supposed to take them and get back to them after they did. Now, the pills that he gave the kids, Carl... You may be familiar with them. They're called Dokalax. That's gross. These kids don't know who he is. He is a stranger on the internet. Yeah. And he is leaving them pills yep. by their homes, like at the bus stop, by a phone booth. And he would tell them, this is where they will be. And I need you to document what happens when you take these pills. This is for extra school credit. Okay, good. Bonus okay. points. This is what he's telling these kids. Sure. So... As part of the experiment, the victim would have to consume 10 to 20 of these Dokalax pills at a time. Holy shit. Seems excessive. This is five times, five to 10 times the recommended dosage for anybody, an adult, right. let alone a child. To conceal his identity, Chu left the pills at locations, like I said, around their houses. When the boys suffered from severe, and I do mean severe diarrhea and vomiting, Chu would persuade them just to send him the pictures of their vomit and feces. Jesus Christ! Which he would then use to, to fulfill <laughs> his own smelly, perverted sexual fantasies. That's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. He didn't care about the kids. He yeah. just wanted the pictures of the poop and the pictures of the puke. He wanted very wet poopy. Uh, one of his victims took 10 pills, each on three separate occasions over the span of a few days. On the last occasion, he even had a Skype video call with the victim, lying that it was, quote, to monitor his condition. Chu covered his webcam with masking tape and lied that it was damaged to avoid being identified. But I got to be honest with you. I'm going to show you a picture of this guy. Yeah. He looks like he could pretend to be a 12 to 14 year old boy. Oh, yeah. He's got the uh, acne ridden face. Got the whole thing going. Yeah. On. He he could pull off the thing if he needed to. His teeth look like they're still baby teeth. But he's like in his 20s, this guy. Interesting. So one month into doing this, Carl, he gets arrested. For what? Giving kids laxatives? Yes. Okay. Poisoning children, yes. <laughs> I mean, he's like, I'm like, what do you mean for what? <laughs> Have I not mentioned a crime yet? <laughs> Poisoning children, Carl. When they arrested him, they seized more than 300 Doklax pills from his homes. Well, now he's out on bail. Okay, good. He commits the same offense with a 14-year-old victim who he asked to take videos of himself using the toilet. Uh, well, the refuse of the toilet. 
when he was arrested again, pictures of feces and videos of victims defecating and vomiting were found in the laptop seized from Chu's home. That's gross. The uh, deputy public prosecutor said Chu had admitted that he had would have an erection when he thought of defecation and admitted to masturbating to the photos of the victim's feces. Chu was released on a bail again. And they're like, dude, we didn't even ask you about that. Why do you keep talking about your erection? Shut up about it. I don't want to. I don't want to know about it. We're not asking you about it. They let him out on bail again. Okay, good. Well, by June, arrested again. Mm. But this time, the the last kid was taking so many of these pills, he had to be hospitalized. Oh, really? Yeah, like the kid almost died. Hmm. So the defense lawyer said his clients did not, quote, have proper insight into his condition and failed to appreciate the significance of uh, of treatment. Like, he's like, I don't need help. I just, you know, I like these kids were doing an experiment together. Sure. And he said, I'm not happy with the type of porn they have on the Internet yeah, for this my do? fetish. Right. Of course. You know what the problem with his fetish is, though, Vinny? It's it stinks. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> I will tell you that his uh, lawyer really had to do some tap dancing in court on this. He's I bet. Like, he's, the lawyer was like, listen, he, he did well in his classes. He's sure. an A student. Yeah. Like, but everybody's an A student in Singapore. Yeah, it doesn't help. In spite of his mental illness, he got a day. Uh, the fact that the victims were premeditated, that the young victims were involved, noting four of the victims had consumed a total of 20 pills in a day, while one was being made to consume 30 pills in two days showed that he showed a lack of regard for their safety. They recommended that the guy get, you know, five years in jail. Mm -hmm. He got three. Okay. He got Gosh, three years in jail Don't for you think of Singapore as being one of those places where, like, they cane you and shit? I thought they were, like, really tough on crime over there. Like, they don't put up with anything. Yeah. This kid, three years. Interesting. Isn't this the, the most disgusting story? Well, I mean, it's not like taking over a, a once-free country. But, yeah, it's pretty bad. Carl. <laughs> it's not as bad as Fidel Castro's son taking over Canada, but yeah, it's it's pretty bad. You shut the fuck up, Carl. <laughs> Just shut the fuck up. Are you ready for some voicemails? Wow, that was a quick one today. Yeah, right. man, how'd I do? You did great. All right. Love it. The Creep Off voicemail segment is brought to you by the City of Syracuse. Congrats for our Syracuse Orange basketball team for giving up 97 points to the Duke Blue Devils. Being crushed like that is just another way we show support for the people of the Ukraine. See you in Syracuse. I didn't understand the connection there, did you? Uh, they, they got destroyed too, I, I guess. guess. They're showing solidarity. Ukraine at least fought back. Giving up 97 points in 40 minutes is hard to do. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I could do it. <laughs> well, you could, yes. It's one sporting achievement <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could do. Yes. All right, first voicemail. <laughs> That's funny. That's uh. Vinny, you don't like pickles. Is, is, is it just because you hate anything even resembling a vegetable? <laughs> you fat fuck! <laughs> I don't know how you eat pizza. You know there's tomatoes on it. Oh! <laughs> hey! I put lots of vegetables on my pizza. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I need dough and cheese to make vegetables tolerable. That's a good point. All right. This next one uh, came in from a special friend that we both know. Oh my god, Vinny Winnie. This is the Bukaki Queen. Oh, this show Please 
pick me for Carl's special listener dinner. <laughs> I thought we could listen to Blues Travelers and he loves harmonicas and then talk incessantly about women's suffrage since me and my D-cups get to vote. Then uh, we'd wash it down with all the fruity beers that Rochester has to offer. Love you, Vinny Winnie, and fuck you, Carl. Hi, Crush. Bye. She tried to poison me. So, which is why I'm considering sending her out on a meal with you. Can I just say, and maybe I shouldn't say this? Yeah. Blues Traveler is the only harmonica music that I enjoy. Okay. Harmonica is a garbage instrument that just makes noise unless that guy's playing it. Uh, the hook brings you back, man. Carl. He can bend notes on a harmonica, Vinny. He's amazing. Great. What's his, what's his name? John, John Popper. John Popper. He's skinny now, too. That's why we, I call him a traitor. Yeah, I know. I was going to say. That's why Me don't and like Ash, him. we don't care for him. <laughs> we don't care for these people who get skinny. I got, uh, I, you got to decide which listener, by the way. So can I, I want to send oh, in an entry that we got for someone who was uh, considering dinner with you. Right. Now, I'm going to show you the video. I'm not going to put his face on camera for the listeners, but you will be able to hear this. Right. Uh, here you go, Carl. All right. Vinny Winnie, People's Champ, this is my pitch as to why Carl should have dinner with me. Um, I'm a funeral director by trade. I've got my flask right here that says Undertaker on it. I don't think you need any proof than that. But I'm also program director of funeral service education, meaning that I, I speak for a living. So I can string together more than two sentences, which should make for an interesting conversation. Strike against you. You can confer with Dr. Steve because he he's actually going to speak to my, my class in March. Uh, but more importantly, I can ruin the meal for Carl. I've got pictures of bodies in various states of decay, bodies that have undergone all sorts of trauma, and it doesn't bother me at all. I, I, don't, I could eat a cheeseburger while I'm bombing. It wouldn't bother me one bit, but for him... That's our listeners. Know, and if you're not going to ruin the meal for him, what the hell's the point? So give it thought. If you don't pick me, please don't pick Cardiff. That guy stinks. All right, take it easy. All right, that was Empty Daily. That really is truly our target audience right there. That could, <laughs> couldn't be more on point. Thank you, algorithm. <laughs> yeah, that's nailed it. But uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. So the other options are, I had said Herb Beta Patched uh, in Syracuse, yep. who you know lives right by the mall. And I was thinking that maybe you could treat him to as many restaurants as he wants to or in that food court. we can meet at Del Lago, which is like right in between the two places. And I can play some blackjack. Nope. Have uh, nope. some food, make steakhouse nope, nope, there. Nope, nope. And then Heather W. also reached out. Heather W. wants to have dinner with me. Yeah, okay. and that's an option. That's Heather W. is an option. I fly to Houston for that, sure. So, so now that I've collected <laughs> lots of different options, what I'm going to do, ladies and <laughs> yeah. gentlemen, is uh, this afternoon, if you go to the, the Creep Off Patreon page, there will be... Let, you're going to let these assholes vote on this? 100%. Oh, boy. 100%. I'm going to let the listeners pick your poison. And those are some fun options, so visit uh, the Patreon page. To are you going to have Cardiff Electric be uh, an option or no? No. Okay. I, I thought about this. I had said on Twitter to Cardiff that the only way I would pick him is if he agreed to drop the gimmick and sit down with Carl face-to-face and answer any questions Carl had. Mm-hmm. But then we realized that's letting Carl off easy, and Carl never does his consequences. So I want to make this as awful on him as I can. All right. So. All right. I have uh, some voicemails for us. Oh, great. Hey, this is for the creep off. Uh, two things, one suggestion and one wheel suggestion. Wheel suggestion, I don't know if you guys can do it, but uh, I think it would be funny if 
one half of the Patreon fund would have to go on uh, sending super cats and stars to those two fucks. Uh, and then for the suggestion, creepiest day laborer. There's there got to be some good shit in there. All right, Vinny Spinny, thank you, fuck you, bye. Bye. Creepiest day laborer. Is that just like a, a way to do creepiest Mexican without being overtly racist? But, you know, day laborers... They do have a rich tradition of creepiness, so maybe it is something to explore. It's, it is a good idea. They, they've done some shit. It is a good idea, for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, I have one more that uh, is interesting here. This is an interesting idea, actually. Hey, this is Sergio from Providence. Uh, I want to piggyback on what my room record said in his voicemail last week uh, about making someone watch Titanic like I'm the biggest problem. But instead, I think for the creep off, whenever your creep wins, Vinny should have to watch like an exercise video or something like that. I think it would be funny. I can watch an exercise video, sir. <laughs> He'll sit in his recliner and watch exercise videos all day. Yeah, I'll sit there, pet my dog, and go, look at, look at those girls. Look at them go. All right. Maybe that wasn't fully thought out. I really appreciated this next voicemail because it's nice to hear from new listeners. Hey, guys. Um, I just wanted to say, like, my friend told me about this show a few months ago, and I've been hooked ever since. I binged the show so fast. Sweet. Um, we appreciate it. So thank you. you guys for just keeping me entertained while I work. You guys are hilarious. One of my favorite podcasts. Great job. Um, but I do have one thing um, that kind of ruined the podcast for me was when I looked up what you guys look like. Um, <laughs> yeah, Vinny, you look exactly how I thought you would. Handsome. Look. Um, but uh, Carl, <sighs> you are hard to look at. Fuck you! You look like something that crawled out from underneath a dumpster in search of white claws and shitty creeps. <laughs> Vinny Winnie, people's champ. Yeah! Fucking call me back. Excelsior! True believers. That made me happy. I bet it did. All right. I bet it did. <sighs> here we go. Hey, Vinny, great to see here, and this is how I talk. I just, I need you to know. That when you had, uh, was it Eric Zane? And, uh, when, when he brought in the, and I realized that it was the destruction of Daisy Guy, I was like, oh wait, there's no way in hell that, that Vinny beats this. However, your creep months later has still just haunted me because that was horrifying. Anyway, thank you, fuck you, bye. Go back and listen to the best episode we ever did of The Creep Off. It was one without Carl. And what we did was uh, I told a story about this guy who put jewelry boxes into dead children's bodies and lived with them in his house with his parents. And somehow I still had to jump in a fucking lake. But, you know, whatever. Thanks a lot, Carl. And uh, last voicemail of the week. Concerned fucking citizen here uh, after watching this Jenna Murphy fucking ninja debacle. This is so fucking racist, and I'm calling the cops, you bunch of fucking, yep. I'm calling the cops. So yeah, we, we, we checked out that video on our uh, recent scum stream bonus yeah. episode and we, uh, watched that entire video. Wow. That is something else. Yeah, she does not know how to spell ninja, does she? No, she also doesn't know where ninjas come from. Nope. <laughs> Which is also fun. <sighs> But that was a fun episode. We watched a house full of tweakers just empty out like a clown car. That was fun. 
Yeah, an apartment full of tweakers who also thought that uh, they owned the property for some reason. Yeah, that was a that was a lot of fun. Go back and watch this episode <laughs> yeah. if you have it. It's on Patreon. Carl, I guess it's time for a scum parade. Shall we scum it up? Please, I'll, I'll let you do the honors, my oh, friend. Oh man, every time I gotta go find it. Yeah, let's get Sarah Dunlap. According to an arrest report, Kelly Elkins, 49, entered the Beach Lounge in St. Peach Beach in Florida around 2.15 a.m. last Friday, but was intoxicated to the point that the manager refused to serve her. In other words, folks, she was Carl. <laughs> she was so drunk, she's awake, Carl. I've never been awake at 2.15 a.m., are you kidding me? Good point. Instead of, he has to hibernate. <laughs> he has to get back in his fucking hole. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what's going on here today? Instead of departed, I, I get 80% of the vote, and all of a sudden, I'm just the worst person ever. Yeah, you ruined the show today. <laughs> You're fucking Justin Trudeau bullshit. You could have gone anyway. All right. Instead of departing, Elkins walked into the restroom, then came out into the bar fully naked. Mm. Now, you saw the picture of her. Does I, she? I did. Can we describe her as grown up peppermint patty? That sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, Ginger. He- Imagine being a naked chick at the bar and everyone's upset about it. That's got to suck, right? Because honestly, a few years ago, she'd be the most popular girl in her sorority if she was naked at the bar. And now people are, are angry at her. They're just like... There are, there are literally companies that have been formed based on girls getting drunk and then naked. I know this. I'm a customer. And this woman is actually... This is frowned upon when she does it. That's... That can't be good for your ego. I saw the picture of this lady. If there, she was going to be in one of those videos, it would be called Girls Gone Menopause. <laughs> so upon arriving at the bar, the Pinellas County Sheriff noted that Elkins was still naked and had to be repeatedly told to get dressed. She's like, come on, guys. What's the problem? And everyone's just throwing up in their own mouths. <laughs> <laughs> She's a lawyer, by the way. Yeah, she is. Like, could you imagine the back sash you're going to get from, like, someone who can go and file paperwork on you the next day and they're just standing there naked in front of you going like you're violating my rights i would know i couldn't imagine have you ever been uh refused service at a bar before everybody no i don't think so i don't think i have either i was thinking about buffets it. oh they don't <laughs> yeah. you be here four hour man was bottomless stomach <laughs> so um that by the way that was from a um who who did that bit was it uh, John Panette? God rest his soul. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, so I was trying to think about it. I don't think I've ever been cut off from a bar, but I was at a bar once in Pennsylvania, and my buddy was cut off, and I was drunker than him. Oh God, that's a weird thing, right? Which is amazing because your personality is abrasive. <laughs> and like, if you were the one that they kept around, <laughs> holy shit. I think that should go on the wheel. Should walk out completely naked, blackout hammered at a bar. Nothing bad can happen there. <laughs> okay. That, nothing good. can happen there. So uh, 
She wouldn't put her clothes on. But she did put on a hoodie that she refused to zip up. Right. Yep. No pants. Would not zip up the hoodie. She's fucking, uh, what, what is it, uh, Deadpool Donald Duck in it? She's just wearing a shirt. Yep. Uh, the cops uh, reported she claimed that she was too tired to put on her pants. And Elkin's naked antics played out in front of several bar patrons who were none too pleased. She was charged with disorderly conduct and she was booked into the county jail. She was released on her own recognizance. But she was admitted to the Florida bar in 2001 as also a licensed real estate broker. It's not mentioned in the story, but also someone slipped on her snail trail and dropped their drink. So a lot of bad things <laughs> happened that night. My margarita! <laughs> Dude, could you like, need a mop uh, in aisle two, <laughs> aisle three, aisle seven? Uh, I don't know if bars have aisles. They don't have aisles. Probably not. You clown. But could you imagine like buying a house from this lady and like you're like, so what's the nightlife like around here? She's like, I'm not allowed near it anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. There's this one place that used to be cool. Everybody around here is uptight. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone around here is just the problem. Uh, let's move on to El Paso, Texas, shall we, pal? Let's do it. A 32-year-old man who was allegedly having an intimate relationship with his own sister is accused of killing her after finding out she had sex with another man. Who would have thought that the brother that has sex with you would become unreasonable? Possessive, even. Yeah, shocking. Yeah. No, never would have seen that coming. He just kept saying to her as he beat her, if you can't keep it in your pants, <laughs> keep it in your family. Jose Manuel Guzman reportedly turned himself into authorities and told him that he lost control with his sister, Carla Mariela Maroquin Chavez de Ortiz. Wow, you went for it. Good for you, buddy. I nailed it, too. Revealed she slept with someone else. He reportedly beat her with a baseball bat and an electric massager. It's a nice way to go. Just a little lower. Ah! <laughs> a little lower. Ah! Uh, Guzman and Chavez de Ortiz recently reunited, moved in together, and began having an affair. So, like, these aren't kids. He's 32. And she was in her 20s. You know what's crazy about this, too, Vinny, is that he actually did the same thing to the guy she was having an affair with. Did you know that? Beat him with a massager? No, the baseball bat. So she was actually, the guy she was sleeping with was Bob Saget. Oh. Isn't that crazy? I know. Small world, isn't it? Now it all makes sense. Don't talk shit about Bob around here. Okay. <laughs> I'll try not to. Yeah, there's a lot of people who get very mad at you in this building. <laughs> It's me, Joe Biden. What? Why? <laughs> why? Because he didn't show up to his February date? Fucking guy stiffed you. He Jeff Garland, you guys. <laughs> he literally stiffed us. Uh, he allegedly killed her on February 2nd. Their mother reportedly called law enforcement officials around the time to conduct a welfare check on Chavez de Ortiz. The mother reportedly said Guzman had an unidentified problem with Chavez de Ortiz and was worried he might have killed her. Uh, the court document says Guzman and Chavez de Ortiz got into a physical altercation February 1st, and he knocked out her tooth. When deputies arrived to conduct the welfare check, they reportedly found a laundry basket outside the door with a baseball bat in it. Oh, so he just left the evidence outside for them. Here you go. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is a very cooperative man. Yeah, seriously. Guzman was not home when deputies showed up, but turned himself in soon after, after allegedly killing her. Guzman reportedly cleaned the crime scene with a mop and then went to his mother's house. Ma, <laughs> you're going to be bad. Who's your Who's your favorite kid? Well, nope, not her anymore. Nope. <laughs> Court documents one. say Guzman left the clothing and baseball bat outside the apartment because he knew it would link him to the crime. That doesn't make any sense, dude. No, it doesn't make any sense at all. He's being held on charges of first-degree murder, criminal mischief, two counts of assault with a deadly weapon, 
and assault. Yeah, sounds like he used the sex toys against her. At least that's what Opie thought the, both of those things were. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Tune in today during drive time for the Wiffle Ball Bat Challenge. It's K-Rock. That was pretty fucking insane thing to do, wasn't it? Yeah, shoving bats into Women? girls. Yeah. See how far you can get it up. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, like you had to treat it like you were trying to carve in the Ten Commandments. You would get it in, and you'd have to hit it with a hammer <laughs> on the end to get yeah, that sucker to get that last inch. Yeah, but when it came out, what a noise. Oh. A vet who specializes in the care of dogs has been kicked out of the profession after he was caught with a sick, a sick collection of dog porn. Interesting. He really was into dogs. Takes his work home with him. Yeah. Dr. Walter Dingmanisi. We're just called Dr. Walt. A canine. It says psychotherapist in this article. How is that possible? But he's a physiotherapist. This okay. is a mis. This is a misprint. That makes sense. Because uh, I figured you would go on 10 minutes about how he's like a dog shrink, and I would just be annoyed. I'll just erase all of those jokes now that you ruined it. Yep. Right. A canine physiotherapist downloaded abhorrent bestiality images involving vulnerable animals and women. The veterinary surgeon, 35 and married, also downloaded child porn and set up a group of messaging, a group on messaging site Kick called, quote, Pervy Dads. Isn't that a little bit too on the nose? Yeah. Like if you're going to do like child porn and bestiality and stuff, you want to pick a name that doesn't make people aware of what you're up to. And actually you want to pick a name that actually turns people off like Vinnie Paulino fan club, you know, something that no one's going to look into. Yeah. Pictures of Carl's teeth. <laughs> right. Something that would just be grotesque to anyone who yeah. was looking into it. I hate you. <laughs> now, Dr. Walter has been struck uh, following a Royal College of Veterinary Surgeons Tribunal, said that he can no longer practice. He's been thrown off of their uh, thrown off the rolls. He's no longer allowed to be a vet. The committee <laughs> condemned his behavior as particularly grave as someone who specializes in the care of the very animals depicted in the image. You don't have to take away the guy's license. No one's going to bring their dog to the guy who fucks dogs. I was going to say. <laughs> He's going to go out of business on his own. And would that ever be held against a human doctor? Oh, that's a good point. Yes. Yes, it would. Okay, good point. Good point. Uh, this fucking kick thing was weird. He had a fake name. He put out 22 pictures of bestialities. He fantasized with another man about having sex with children as young as four. 22 pictures of bestiality is not that impressive, Vinny. You could fit that on a thumb drive. That's He's not, not doing it right. I mean, you have plenty of room for music and movies on that Zune player. Yeah, you need terabytes full of this shit, buddy. Come on. Pick it up. And it cost 22 lousy pictures, cost of his entire career and his family. Yeah. What did he do? He two years in prison for this, and he has to register as a sex offender for 10 years? Yeah. So he got his just desserts, so to speak. So in other words, you're better off jerking off to shit and vomit because you will get less time. Correct. And no, I don't think there is a sex offender list in Singapore, is there? They usually don't. Like, if you actually touch Dude, the kid. if I knew the answer to that, that would be a problem. If I knew if whether or not there was a sex offender list in Singapore, if I was just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, of course there is. Yeah, I, I shouldn't assume you're the expert on this. <laughs> Jesus. All right. I have no idea. Nor do I want to know. Okay. Our last story for the day happened in Las Vegas. And boy, is this fucking wild yeah a young boy was found dead tuesday mm -hmm. in a freezer at a las vegas home and his sister handed her elementary school teacher an alarming note that prompted the homicide investigation in the note the children's mother wrote that her boyfriend was holding her against her will inside their home 
According to Las Vegas homicide detective Ray Spencer, she stated that she didn't know where her young child was. Spencer said on the note's contents that she believed he was deceased. The teachers alerted authorities shortly after 8 a.m. Tuesday, prompting a team of Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department officers to begin surveying the family's home. They didn't go in. They just started, like, peeking at the place. Sure. When you get that note, you go fucking save the lady, don't you? Well, I, you have to have a warrant, obviously, right? I guess that's true. Yeah. But, like, what would McBain do? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, we need the cop who's to go there kick the door in. Either way. The children's mother and a boyfriend, identified in court records as Brandon Toesland, uh, were seen leaving the house. Police pulled the car over in the neighborhood and detained Toesland, 35, while the woman was interviewed by the officers. The woman, who had not been identified, said she had last seen her son on December 11th. That's a long time ago. Kids lose notes. Maybe the kids should have given the note to the teacher a little sooner. <laughs> yeah, right? It took three months. It was in my backpack. Every <laughs> Did day. Did you give to your teacher yet? Oh, come on, Mom. Ugh. Keep ragging me about that. Well, you're I'll, not... I'll do it tomorrow. You're not getting pizza rolls. <laughs> Is that the biggest punishment in your house growing up? No pizza rolls for Vinny? No Tostinos? <laughs> that would be brutal. She described to the officers months of alleged abuse by her boyfriend. She said that she was not allowed to leave the house alone or go into the garage. Not allowed to leave the house? Who is she? Justin Trudeau? No. <clears throat> why do no. we let women leave the house alone anyway? What are they up to? What do they need to do? Being why, human why beings that, that are allowed to roam wherever why is they that, please. Why is that a thing? Like other citizens? I don't even understand why that's okay. Okay. They searched the home after uh, securing the search warrant, and they found the boy's body in the freezer in the garage, where the woman said she was not allowed to enter. Spencer, who called the case such a tragic situation, did not release details Tuesday about how the boy may have died. So we don't know how the kid's died. You don't know how the kid died? He probably forgot his coat. What do you mean you don't know how the kid died? Froze. He might be just the world's greatest hide-and-seek player. We don't know. I mean, we're obviously assuming the boyfriend does. We don't know. Do you think the mob since December 11th has just been walking around the house going, Marco? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fish out of water. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Either way, this guy's a piece of shit. He's in I don't trouble. know, man. The mother could be guilty in this because, honestly, if I had done this crime, I would have done the exact same thing. Tried to pin it on my yeah. boyfriend. Sent the note with my daughter to school. So, I don't know, man. We'll see. Well, that's where the investigation is at. Mm -hmm. We do not know yet. We don't. I feel like if everything adds up the way that uh, it appears that it's going to be looking, then uh, this guy's going to go to jail for a really, really long time. Yeah, it does seem that way. Yeah, the woman's daughter was placed in the care of relatives on Tuesday because, like we said, everybody's still being investigated. That is this week's edition of The Creep Off. Do not forget to vote at thecreepoff.com. You could vote for the guy who just really likes children's poo. Or you could vote for the uh, Prime Minister of Canada. If you're not a fan of the New World Order, then vote for Carl. It's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. Gagia. Ciao, Bella. May your enemies be cursed in your podcast adventures.